I know, you probably know it's important to have a personal vision that's compelling and that moves you forward, but you may not know about one little tweak you can make that will energize you and get you moving towards that vision faster than ever. Coming up next on the Successful Women Think Differently podcast, we're going to talk about the power of identifying your best possible future self and creating your own vision manifesto. If you've landed here on this podcast, then I already know two things about you. One, you've probably already accomplished amazing things. And two, you're interested in learning more about improving your personal level of success. This is the Successful Women Think Differently podcast, and I'm your host, Valerie Burton. I'm a personal and executive coach, best-selling author of more than a dozen books, and founder of the Coaching and Positive Psychology Institute. Are you ready to close the gap between where you are now and where you really want to be? Then let's dive into today's episode. You know, we hear a lot all the time about having a vision. I talk about the importance of having a vision. There's a way of looking at vision that I think is so very powerful that really illustrates why it can be a problem when we're not clear about where exactly it is that we're headed. Where is it that you're wanting to go next? In your relationships, in your finances, in your work, in your health. And it's this. If you're not living your vision, you're probably living someone else's. <laughs> I heard this years ago and it really struck me because the times in my life where my, my vision seemed to be floundering or I didn't have one, oftentimes I found myself really feeding into the vision of others in a way that took away from what I was supposed to be doing. You know, when we don't get clarity about what we want, it's almost like we're living by accident. Whatever things come along, whatever opportunities, whatever people are asking us to do, if you don't have a vision, it's really clear to just keep saying, yes, sure, I'll do that. Sure, I'll try that. I'll go here. I'll do this job. And before you know it, you realize, what am I doing with my life? What is it that I really want? Where is it that I'm going? So there's a problem when we don't have a clear vision. And sometimes the problem is that your vision may have been powerful at one point, but maybe you haven't updated it. Maybe you've already achieved it. And the question, what's next, <laughs> hasn't been answered. What's next for you? Whether it's in your relationships or when it comes to your money, maybe you've, you've done some good things. You've made some changes that needed to be made. And now you're there and you've been there for a while. And the question is, what's next? Vision is powerful, but most people simply don't have one. And even when they do, there are three things that are often missing. One, often it's not compelling. Two, often it's not complete. And three, often it's not communicated. So let me break these down for you. And then I'm going to just give you this one very simple tweak to make to your vision and a few questions to help you be able to clarify it. So one, not compelling. You know, purpose and vision aren't the same thing. Your purpose is why you do what you do. It's how people's lives are better when they cross paths with you. And so purpose actually is the underpinning for your vision. It explains why you have the vision in the first place. 
So for example, my purpose, my mission is to create and enjoy a fulfilling, prosperous, and charitable life and to inspire others to do the same. That's my life mission. My vision is I carry that out through books, writing, podcast, coaching, training others to coach that then multiplies out the mission that I personally have. So purpose is what drives the vision. Your purpose is a simple sentence, but your vision can be as long, as vivid, as specific as you can make it. And so if you have kind of gotten this notion that your vision can be too long, too detailed, let that go. Your vision should be a painted picture of the future, of some specific point in the future. Where is it that you want to want to be? Where is it? What is it that you want your life to actually look like? And so if you're vivid and specific enough, your vision is compelling. What do I mean by that? I mean, it pulls you forward. I mean that when you get off track, you know how to get back on track because the vision is so clear and so specific and so exciting to you that even if you're off over here, you know where you're trying to go. So you are able to figure out how to get back on track. If you have a clear vision for your relationships, for example, and something throws you off track, you go, okay, my relationships are loving, they are kind, they are forgiving, um, they have clear boundaries, they are healthy. That's your vision. Then when you see a relationship stepping outside of that, you understand what you're trying to do to get back to the vision. Sometimes it's going to guide you to do things like end a relationship where the other person simply won't honor your boundaries or they are not trustworthy or you have forgiven them, but they really don't deserve for you to keep letting them come back and do the same thing over and over again because they aren't changing. If you recognize that your vision in relationships is a vision for peace and health and joy and a reciprocal relationship, then you'll try to restore each relationship you have that's important to you. You'll try to restore it to that vision. But if that other person isn't on board, at some point you realize, I've got to make a change because this isn't the vision. A compelling vision pulls you forward. If you've got a vision in your career that really is authentic to who you are and what you really want, even if it scares you. In fact, I shouldn't say even if, because a really compelling vision at times will scare you <laughs> because it will take you out of your comfort zone. You'll wonder at times, how am I going to bring this to life? How, how can this happen? right? It's not that you don't believe it could. It is that you know there are ways that you're going to have to grow. Perhaps there is knowledge that you're going to have to gain. There are new skills. Perhaps there are new people that you will have to meet and, and get to know. You know there are some things out of your comfort zone that will have to happen. But if it's compelling because it's authentic to who you are, it will pull you forward. When things get hard, when you have a setback, a compelling vision is always there saying, come on, keep moving forward, keep taking those steps forward, and you will. So number one, if your vision is not compelling, it's a problem 
in large part because you will not feel pulled forward. When things get difficult, you may just give up. If the vision isn't compelling and you are off track, how do you really know you're off track? Because the vision isn't clear and compelling enough to tell you where you're supposed to be. And that means it becomes very difficult when you're off track to find a path to where? A place that isn't very clear? So you want it to be compelling, but another reason that a lot of people's visions are not powerful is because they're not complete. You've expressed the vision that you want in your career, but maybe you haven't gotten clear about the vision you want in your health or in your relationships, or maybe even your finances. Oftentimes when I have had the opportunity to uh, do speaking engagements where I'm speaking to young women in particular, I'm thinking of one really amazing university I've spoken at a few times. And repeatedly when I speak at this school, um, usually to business students, really sharp uh, young women, they are concerned about how they're going to juggle everything when they finally get out into the marketplace. They understand what the demands are going to be for the kinds of jobs that they're applying for, but they also understand that there's more to their vision than just their careers. And so oftentimes they're coming to their professors, they're coming to speakers who are, who are talking to them and they're saying, how do I do all of this? And I think it's a beautiful thing because no one ever told me when I was in college or grad school, hey, Valerie, you need more than just a vision for what you want in your career. Now, I had an idea in my mind of what I wanted personally, what I wanted in terms of family, but it wasn't a vision that was so clear and compelling that I, I had a, a game plan for it. I just thought it would just kind of fall into place. And when it didn't just fall into place, it felt devastating. You want to make sure that the vision you create is complete, that it en encompasses all the different areas of your life, that it's not just about where you want to go in a business or in a career, or it's not just where you want to go financially, but what do you want your overall life to look like? What do you want your relationships to look like? Where do you want to live? How do you want to feel? All of those things matter. And so a vision that's powerful is one that is complete. It doesn't just cover one area of your life. It covers all the different areas. And even if you aren't clear right now about what you want in every single area, I bet you have some idea of how you want to feel. And if you can start with how you want to feel, you can then begin asking the question, huh, and what would give me that feeling, right? So if you at least acknowledge that you've got multiple areas of your life that deserve a vision, you can begin the process of identifying what are you wanting in that area? What are you wanting to feel? How do you want it to be? Even if you don't know yet exactly what you want it to look like, you can begin being very intentional about noticing. What are you seeing for others in that area that looks appealing to you? How might that apply to your vision and what you want. So the first problem is hit when we have a vision that's not compelling enough. The second is when the vision is not complete. And the third is when the vision is not communicated. And there are a couple of ways we communicate our vision. 
One, we communicate it by writing it, by making it plain, making it clear. Here's what I want. There is power in the written word. But we also need to not just communicate it for ourselves. When we communicate it for ourselves, it's powerful. We look at it a lot. We begin to internalize it. We begin to believe it. We begin to see ourselves in it. But we also need to communicate it to others. When you are clear about your vision and you communicate your vision, others can help you get to that vision because when they understand what it is that you're wanting, when they see opportunities that might be aligned with that vision, they can make that connection. When you keep it entirely to yourself and others have no idea what your vision is, they have no idea how they can contribute. In fact, they may do the opposite. They may determine ways they think you could fit into their vision or into somebody else's vision. And you get back to that statement that I just said, which is if you are not living your vision, you're probably living someone else's. You see, when you communicate what your vision is, that is like setting a boundary. Other people realize, oh, that's that's not actually what they want. And well, sometimes that feels scary, right? Because it means you might miss out on an opportunity, but what you're missing out on is an opportunity that doesn't fit in your vision. And that really is okay. <laughs> if you have a vision for what you want relationships to look like and you encounter people, your vision is, you know, I set strong boundaries. I have peaceful relationships. I don't do drama. When people come along who do drama and are no good at boundaries, they're going to realize you are probably not the right friend for them. <laughs> when you're really clear about what you want and what your vision is, that clarity is not just for you. It's for others. And by communicating it, you actually make it easier to walk into your vision because you've already set the expectations not only for yourself, but for those around you. And many of them will be able to contribute to you getting to your vision. And the ones who shouldn't be there at all will actually see, oh, yeah, our visions, our visions don't, don't really mesh very well. And that actually makes life easier. It means that uh, you're less likely to need to have those hard conversations because you didn't go down the wrong road in the first place. So how do you do it? You know, earlier this year, I uh, did a challenge called the Vision, um, the Vision Board Challenge. And the Vision Board Challenge is about getting people to create their vision boards. But behind that, I gave an assignment. Um, and I taught everyone how to do it. This is inside of my membership, the Successful Women's Academy. The vision board challenge was awesome. And it's been fun to see people still talking throughout the year about things that are coming to life in their vision. But I actually started it out not by teaching others how to create their vision board, but having them actually create a vision manifesto. This is a written vision statement in the present tense of what your life looks like at some given point in the future. It covers all the key areas of your life. And I always say there are five. There are your relationships, your work, your health, your finances, and your spiritual and emotional life. And in each one of those areas, you're writing in the present tense what your vision is. This is a tweak you can make to your vision that's extraordinarily 
powerful. And in fact, there's a really cool positive psychology exercise that does just that. It's called Your Best Possible Future Self. It's an exercise created by a researcher named Dr. Laura King. I talk about it uh, in the very last chapter, The Ninth Habit of Successful Women Think Differently. In the book, I talk about writing about your best possible future self. That is you writing in the present tense of what it's like to be you in your vision. Who is your best possible future self? How do you show up in relationships, in your work? What are those comfort zones that you're stepping out of and what are you stepping into? So there are a few questions that you can ask yourself that help you imagine your best possible future self, all right? And just play along with me here as I ask you these questions around your best possible future self. So first question is, how do you feel? How does your best possible future self feel? Like when I think of that question, I think of words like joy and confidence and peace. Oh my goodness, peace is probably more important to me than anything else, right? Contentment. I don't know what the words are for you, but you know how you want to feel. Maybe you want to feel free. Maybe you want to feel adventurous. Maybe that's who your best possible future self is. Maybe it's about being courageous or brave. But you would write about it in the best in the in the present tense. So I am brave. I don't mind stepping out of my comfort zone. In fact, I embrace the opportunity because I know when I step out of my comfort zone, I'm a step closer to my vision. That's how you would write about your best possible future self. So here's another question. In your vision of your best possible future self, who are you with? Who are the people in your life, the people surrounding you? Who do you get to see on an everyday basis? What are they like? How do you treat them? How do you feel with them? Who are you with? Now, this might occur to you in terms of your partner or spouse, the friendships that you have, the coworkers that you have. You know, years ago, part of my vision of who I was with included some members of my family as we were states away from each other. And I thought, wouldn't it be amazing if once again, I got to live in the same city as my mom and my brother, the way that I did 20 years ago in Dallas. And you know what is reality for me now? <laughs> I didn't like convince them or coax them to move down, but they both live within seven miles of us. Sometimes what you need to do is have that clear vision of what you want and just communicating it just putting it out there often puts it into motion. You see where I'm going with this? When you communicate what it is that you want, sometimes it's not about you making it happen. It is about you being honest and authentic with the people around you about what you would like to see happen. And if it aligns with their vision, it just comes into a beautiful place of alignment. So in your vision, I'm curious to know, what does your day look like? Write that in the present tense. Where are you? Who do you impact? 
What's different about your best possible future self than your current self? These are the kinds of questions that will help you create a vision that's compelling, pulls you forward. Now, I would love to be able to give you a little more in-depth instruction on creating your own vision manifesto. So what we have done is we've created a really great, um, not, it's not even a course, it's just a, a tool directly from the vision board challenge. So whether you did the vision board challenge at the beginning of the year, or you've never heard of it at all, I want to walk you through the session that I did called your vision manifesto. So you can create your present tense vision of who you are, where you are, what you do, how your life feels. You know, the really interesting part of Dr. King's research on the best possible future self-exercise is that when we write about our best possible future selves, there are actually health benefits. Like our immune systems are boosted. We feel better. There's so much positive emotion that comes from it. So I want you to try it. And that's really it. Your vision is powerful and you need it. You need it because you need a vision that's powerful that you communicate, one that is compelling and pulls you forward when things get difficult. And very importantly, you need one that's complete, that encompasses all the different areas of your life. So go out to ValerieBurton.com forward slash vision. And there you can tap into the session called Your Vision Manifesto. I think you're going to absolutely love it. And it gives you kind of a taste of what we do inside the Successful Women's Academy. I have so enjoyed getting to talk to you for this episode of the Successful Women Think Differently podcast. Have a clear and compelling vision. There is nothing like it. It will direct you. It will give you answers when you get stuck. And if you haven't done it in a while, I'm inviting you to update your vision to gain that bit of inspiration that pulls you forward. That might just be while you've been feeling maybe a little bit stuck, maybe a little complacent at times. A compelling vision will always pull you to the right next place. So until next time, I want you to remember this. How far you go is largely determined by how much you're willing to grow. I'll talk to you next time. Thank you so much for listening. My goal with this podcast is to give you bite-sized strategies to help you close the gap between where you are and where you really want to be. But if you're looking for some more in-depth help, then I invite you to join us in the Successful Women's Academy. Each month in SWA, I give you the tools you need to coach yourself to conquer the fears, habits, and distractions that threaten to get in the way of your biggest dreams, sabotage your joy, and keep you from being the best version of yourself. You can find out more by visiting ValerieBurton.com forward slash SWA. I'll see you in the next episode of the Successful Women Think Differently podcast. Podcast.